punters will love that. Download our app today and enjoy tackle-busting benefits with great odds, more markets, and same-game multi every NRL match at Palmer Bed. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Hello and welcome to episode 428 of Fergo and the Freak. I'm that bloke from Rugby League Project, Andrew Ferguson. You can find me on Twitter at AndrewRLP. And join me as always is the glorious League Freak. You can also find me on Twitter at League Freak. How you going there, mate? I'm going pretty well. I've got a dog here that's chewing on my um, hoodie jacket. Well, not hoodie jacket, my hoodie uh, zipper. Mm-hmm. So it's probably going to be some weird noises in this episode. Right, we'll bear that in mind. Yeah. Um, this will be our round 21 preview brought to you by Palmerbet. Well, it's actually round 22, I believe. It's round 22, oh, for fuck's sake. It's round 22 already. Can you well, believe that? We're not even going to, we're not even going to edit that. Fuck that. That's just, you know, it's round 21 for me because I didn't get to see anything last week. So that could just be deleted and we'll start again this week. If your team won last week, stiff shit. If your team lost like mine did, you get a do-over. Uh, it's uh, we love having Palmer Bet on board. They've been a fantastic sponsor. We love working with them, and all of our odds that we give in this episode are from PalmerBet.com. So go there, sign up. It's a really great service. They give really good betting odds too. So uh, let's try and make our listeners win, win some money, get some coin in the pockets. Yeah, yeah, that's an idea. Uh, all right, so we have. I'm gonna be. Um, there's a Panthers versus Storm on Thursday. Yep, tomorrow. Panthers. Tomorrow. Panthers. Panthers versus the Melbourne Storm. The Melbourne Storm have had. Uh, they had a big injury out. Who was the big injury out? Um, oh, I think it was Kafusi won't be in, and it's not because of injury. I believe he he had a family member pass away sadly, um, so he won't be playing for the Storm. Um, but palmerbet.com has the Penrith Panthers in the head-to-head as favourites. They're at $1.56. The Melbourne Storm are at $2.45. The Melbourne Storm have a four-and-a-half-point handicap at $1.90, where the – sorry, the Melbourne Storm have a four-and-a-half-point head start at $1.90, whereas the Panthers with four-and-a-half-point handicap are also at $1.90. Yes, this is going to be – an interesting one. You're basically looking at two very understrength sides um, going off again, going head to head here against one another. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. It would have been a, a gigantic matchup at most times of the year, but with how many plays the Storm are missing and their form as well hasn't been great, and the Panthers are obviously missing their starting halves. It's weird how. It doesn't take too much of a change to these two teams, and it stops it being the marquee matchup. It would have been like normally this would have been like everyone shut up. This is the only game that matters, and it's not that game at the moment, unfortunately. No, at this stage, I think um, I, I'd, I'd be giving this one to Penrith. Um, there's basically two things that have got to happen here, and that is get Smith, Martin, or Yo, or all of them to just lock down Munster mm-hmm. because his house partner is Cooper Johns, who hasn't played a great deal of, of uh, first grade. And when he has, it's just been one game here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other job would be to make sure Brian to gets the ball a lot because he's running at Nofaluma. Yeah. And, and look, you, you would think that if they can do those two things and their defense should carry them home. Yep. Um, and because of that, I mean, I I think that you could probably take the four-and-a-half-point handicap on the Panthers and still get your money in this game. Um, yeah, the Storm just look like they're, they're just struggling against so many injuries at the moment, and they're doing their best, unfortunately. I, I think that if they can get some players back for the finals, they'll still be really hard to beat. But even at their best this year, they haven't looked as ominous as they have in the past. Yeah, no, I think I, I think they'll be um, a much stronger outfit when finals comes around. I think at the moment they've just decided, you know what, we're just going to try and coast as much as we can, mm. soften the blow of injuries and stuff as much as possible, and then hopefully we can um, pick up a little bit of form in the last two games to carry into the finals. 
Yeah, and and look, the Panthers. I I don't know if they'd win the minor premiership if they win this game. They might do. I'm not sure. Um, but they they're so close to that. Um, you know, we'll see what happens. But it's going to be interesting to see what type of crowd they get on Friday night. Whether they pack it out like they would have against the Storm normally, or if it's just a, a little bit under capacity instead. Um, but we'll see. It'll be interesting. It'll be an interesting game, that's for sure. Well, now look, I've got I've got some random stats for all these games today. So you ready for this okay. one? I am, yeah. Okay. Penrith have won their last two games against the Storm, but they've never ever won three straight games against them. Oh wow, that's the interesting. last the last time Penrith scored more than twelve points against the Storm at Penrith was in round five, two thousand and five. Wow. <laughs> in all the games since then at Penrith. The Panthers have scored 6, 10, 10, 10, 12, 10, nil, and 12. That's outrageous. Holy crap. Well, well, maybe taking them with the handicap isn't a good idea. There's a hoodoo that they need to snap in half. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow, that's interesting. I remember there was a long time where we just did not beat the Storm. It was under Matthew Elliott where he, he ne- I think he never won a game against um, Craig Bellamy. And he was at the Panthers for a long time, so you can imagine. <laughs> Indeed, he was. Uh, yeah, this is going to be. I think the biggest problem here for for this game, given that the Panthers have, you know, they've already got that extra game in the bag without Cleary there, so and they got to win, so they know they can do it. They've got a bit of belief there. Mm-hmm. The Storm will be without Jerome Hughes, and that's a massive loss for them. Yeah. Uh, um, so it'll be interesting to see how they cope with that but yes they are really decimated with injuries that's true my dog just broke my hoodie zipper completely Ah. broke it i can't now i can't zip it down all the way and zip it back up i just (laughs) she just ruined my hoodie now you just look like everybody else in penrith how dare you (laughs) this was my dress hoodie (laughs) the one you wore to you you oh, to all the weddings and funerals that you go to. Exactly. This is yeah. why. This is a good hoodie. Terrible. Your, your formal suit. <laughs> <laughs> it went with my formal thongs and everything. Devastating. See, people will need, now need to donate more money to your Patreon in order to help you out with this. Very true. She's actually chewing on the plastic bit that's at the end of the zipper, and oh. she's looking up at me, walking her way, looking at me as if, say, going to chase me for this, and I'm not. Not letting have it. Uh, <laughs> right, the next game is the uh, is the Warriors versus the Bulldogs. And a few weeks ago, actually a few months ago, this is looking like the worst game you would ever come across. But this yeah. could be a completely different beast now because of the Bulldogs. Yeah, so at palmerbet.com, the New Zealand Warriors are outsiders in the head-to-head betting. They're at $2.42, whereas the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs are at $1.57. Uh, the Warriors have a four-and-a-half-point head start at $1.90, whereas the Bulldogs have a four-and-a-half-point handicap also at $1.90. That's um, slim. Yeah, I think that the, I think the Bulldogs could really whip the Warriors. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's largely what I'm expecting here, too. Um, the, the Dogs are, are looking solid. They've not had a... Um, a great deal of changes to the to the little uh, lineup as well. I think Pangai Junior's out for this game. Mm-hmm. That's been their only big loss. Um, the Warriors team. I mean, it changes every week. Yeah, look, I except I was for thinking Johnson, last... he's a lock at seven every week. Yeah, which is ridiculous. Like, I don't understand why they're still selecting him in first grade just on form. And on top of that, you would. Be think to yourself, like, why don't you see what else you've got? Like, you're not doing anything this year. Why don't you try some other players at halfback? Um, I don't get it. I, I Look, if I was Stacey Jones, because I was thinking about this, and I've been really harsh about Stacey Jones, and it's mainly been because of, of Johnson. Um, what does he do? Like, what is he supposed to do? He's not going to be the coach there next year. Yeah, and look, this is the problem too. I mean, they let um, Harris Tavita go. Mm-hmm. Nicarima's gone, mm-hmm. and now they've just let go of. Um, was there another one they let go of as well? Well, there were, also you've got to remember that. Oh, uh, that 
they brought in uh, a, a young kid. I think his name was Volkman from the yep. um, Roosters, and he is out for the rest of the season through injury. Yep. So uh, he's. I think he's getting a he's getting surgery or something. So, um, like it, it really it looks like it's shuffling the deck chairs on the Titanic because for the most part that's what it is. It's it's not much more than that, and. Uh, well, I guess they do. He's trying to, to keep. Do? He's trying to keep um, players in this squad who are most likely going to be at the club next year, and try and keep giving them some game time and help with their development. I guess that's all he can do. Yeah, it, it, yeah, at best, you know, and it's a um, mess. The the thing that worries me about somebody when they come in mid season as a coach is you want to see something change, and you want to see this person's imprint on even just the way that the team approaches games and stuff like that. Now they're not getting annihilated like Nathan Brown teams do where they, you can turn on the game after 20 minutes and be like, you start doing the math and you're like, is the greatest score of all time under threat here, which is what happens when Nathan Brown coaches your team. (laughs) Um, So they're not doing that, which is a credit to him, but it's not much better than that. No, that's right. Um, this is the thing. If you take Johnson out of the side, though, I mean, who do you replace him with? It's not like they've got anyone they can fall back on now. So they yeah. are kind of just lumped with him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is a pretty average-looking side. Dogs are full of confidence, and um, I wouldn't be surprised if they rack up a huge, huge win here. Yeah, I would be disappointed if they didn't score 40. Yeah, there's... I've got two stats for this one. Okay. The Bulldogs' last win at Mount Smart was in round three, 2012. Wow. And this will be the 300th NRL game played in Auckland. Oh, that's an interesting one. I would have thought someone would have picked up at that in the NRL, but no. There's been 290 games at Mount Smart, NRL games this is, Mm -hmm. Um, three games at Carlaw Park and six games at Eden Park. I think it's pretty clear that the National Rugby League needs to uh, employ a full-time statistician and historian. It would be cool if they could get both of those things um, in one person because then, you know, they'd be saving money. You I wonder where they, where they could find someone Look, I'll like take that. 60 grand to do each job. Yeah. <laughs> 60 <laughs> grand that? each year to do each job. I'm not, I'm um, not a pretty man. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's not bad. That's pretty good. Um, yeah. Canterbury, easy. Comfortably. Uh, so the next game, and this will be an absolute cracker, this one, um, Parramatta versus South. Uh, both teams need this to try and shore up a bit of security in the top eight because both need to win at least half of their remaining games, and Parramatta have a hell of a run home. Mm-hmm. Um, their defense is it's turned to dog shit in the last month and a half. Um yeah. South attack looks like it's starting to crank up a gear. Uh, so this is going to be the biggest test Parramatta's going to get. They need to treat this like a finals game because nearly every game from here on in is going to be for it's them. It's going to be, yeah. So on palmerbet.com, the Parramatta Eels are outsiders at $2.37, where the South Sydney Rabbitohs are at $1.59. The Parramatta Eels have a three-and-a-half-point head start at $1.90, where with the three-and-a-half-point handicap, Sasa also at one dollar ninety. Um, I think that Sass will cover that handicap cap pretty comfortably, so I would take that. Uh, yeah, this is a game where you know you lo- if you if you lose this one and one of these teams will lose this game, mm-hmm. and then you lose another game, all of a sudden things start getting worrying, and and so that's why this game is so important. You know, you win this game, it's it, you can worry far less for the rest of the season. Um, I, but I'm like you. I, I look at the South's attack right now and, and Parramatta's defence, and I can only see this going South's way. Yeah, I think there's more there's more upside in the the, the uh, South's attack than there is in Parramatta's attack. Mm-hmm. And as much as South's defence comes and goes out of ga- in and out of games, it's going to hang around a lot longer and be a lot more um, reliable than what Parramatta's is, which is just sort of comes then goes <laughs> it doesn't yeah. come back again it just sort of slowly drifts away um they need to fix their defense horribly fast the eels because it's 
it's messy. I know last week we talked about how they'd only conceded like 60 or 70 points more than the West Tigers. Mm-hmm. Um, Which shocked me when you told me that. I couldn't believe yeah. that. Well, given that they conceded, what, 30-odd points last week or something like that, and the Tigers only conceded 14, that gap's got smaller. <laughs> That's bad. You don't want to have your defensive record being compared with the West Tigers and almost being the same when you're a top-eight team. And the Tigers are battling to avoid the wooden spoon. Mm. That mm. shit is fucked. Yeah, you need it, to fix that fast. You're not going to win a single fucking game of any relevance when it comes to finals footy if you get there, if your defense is being that atrocious. And the thing is, too, like they're coming up against a team that is not only attacking well as a team at the moment, but Latrell Mitchell is maybe the form player in the competition who is playing like a destroyer of worlds at the moment. Like if he had been playing like this all season, you don't even worry about Dally M player of the year. He would have won it a few weeks ago. Um, he's absolutely destroying teams. And Parramatta doesn't really have anyone like that. So I just, I can't see. If Souths lost this game, I would be extremely disappointed in them. Yeah. Um, I, I just can't see them losing. And I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, it's first half, 30 minutes into it, and you're kind of looking at Parramatta and you're like, Wow, what what's going on here? Because they're just this game's over. Well, in the last five games between these sides, South have won every single one. They've reached at least thirty points every time, and the average score in those last five games has been to a thirty-six to thirteen victory for South. Oh, that's yeah, wow, wow, yeah. Parramatta, ta- uh, it's funny. Parramatta are South bunnies. <laughs> Well, going by all of that, you take the the South Sydney Rabbitohs with the three and a half point handicap at one dollar ninety. Yep, and then just uh, gamble responsibly, but put all of your money into that. Yeah, actually, take your neighbour's money just to be sure too. You yeah. don't want to miss out on any cents there, but gamble yeah. responsibly. Exactly. Uh, next up, we have the Roosters versus the Cowboys in a must-win game for the Roosters, mm-hmm. um, and the Cowboys are one of three teams. I believe, who are locked into the finals no matter what happens now. The others being Penrith and the Sharks. Okay, here's an interesting one on palmerbet.com. The Sydney Roosters are overwhelming favourites. At $1.65 to the North Queensland Cowboys, $2.25. The North Queensland Cowboys have a three-and-a-half-point head start at $1.90. And with the three-and-a-half-point handicap, the Sydney Roosters are also at one dollar ninety. I've got no idea. Like, is the it's got to be just this overwhelming record for the Roosters over the North Queensland Cowboys? Because on form, if you look at injuries, if you look at every sort of stat for this season, there is zero reason why you would have the North Queensland Cowboys as anything but overwhelming favourites. In the what, 27 year existence of the Cowboys, 28 mm-hmm. years existence, mm-hmm. they've beaten the Roosters just four times in Sydney. Okay, so there it is. That's what it is then. Yep. I'd be um, shocked if they lost this game though. Yeah, I think too. There's that. Um, there's that weight of a, a losses around the corner to a top eight side. Yep. Um, I think that's what. Not not so much the bookies, but I think there's that sort of weight that comes on a team. Is there's got to be a loss coming soon? And sometimes a team at this stage of the year who are going as well as the Cowboys are won't mind having a loss right now and then going back onto winning games because that whole burden of a losses around the corner is completely off their back. They just go in full of confidence, not worrying about a loss as much as they are now. Because remember when. That was a good example. I think Cronulla 2016, they won something like 14 straight games or something. Mm-hmm. Then they had a draw against the Titans. And then all of a sudden they went, loss, loss. I think one win, then a loss, and a loss. They went to the finals. I mean, they were sitting second on the third or something like that on the ladder. Yeah. But they went into the finals. Instead of going in and thinking, you know, we've been in great form, they've gone in there going, we've been dog shit the last month. Mm. And they... They ambled through the first half of their first finals game and then finally played themselves into a bit of form. And I think uh, the Tigers in 05 was another similar one. Mm-hmm. In, in, the, in the sense that they 
They had a, went on a bit of a winning streak, and then they lost a bunch of games. The difference was there's their loss run started a bit earlier than the Sharks one. They were able to win, I think, one or two games before the final started and just run into the finals with a bit of form behind them. I think a lot of teams prefer mm. to do that. Just have one or two wins under the belt, maybe three, and no one's sitting there going, oh, losses around the corner, losses around yeah. the corner. Yeah. Uh, I know Penrith had it to the last two seasons. Yeah, yeah, and especially more so in uh, 2020, I think. Yeah, it weighed heavy on them in 2020. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it it is. It's just statistics. You're close to the, your next loss, you know. And um, it's I, I still I'm, I'm still taking the Cowboys pretty easily in this game, um, just because the Roosters they 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 look really poor. They they look really really poor at the moment. Um, and, and this would be the last opponent they would want to face in this situation where. Like, they lose this game, then they're in a, a flat-out race to the end of the season with a few teams for that last spot in the finals. So um, it's going to be an interesting one once again. Like, these games, are, it's it's a pretty good weekend of footy. Oh, yeah, this is, this is going to be a really good game because these sides are actually... They do have very good defence systems, mm-hmm. um, but the... Got a, a lot of different strike weapons all over the field in different sort of areas. Mm. Um, so you're not really looking so much at head-to-head matchups because it doesn't work that way. It's, you know, you're not going to go, "Wow, this fullback battle between Tedesco and Drinkwater." Hang on, this is where I should look. <laughs> <laughs> it's all over the spot. You got two completely different but very talented locks in Radley and Tormalello going head-to-head. Yeah, an Englishman and a Tongan. That's an interesting yeah. one. Um, Cohen Hess. Up against Matt Lodge, Ruben Cotter versus Maria Hargraves. You know, very different. All four of those guys and the way they go about things. So it's it's that complete contrast in performances and, and player styles and all that sort of thing that goes on all over the place. It's going to make it very very interesting. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Roosters are employing a lot of kicks to the corners here, try and get the most out of Sawali and Tupo's height. Um, I mean, they're gonna, they do that a lot anyway, but there's not massive leapers in that uh, Cowboys back line that might be able no. to challenge consistently with them. They'll, they'll do okay if they get a bit of a head start when they're going for the leap for the ball. But if they're both going at the same time, I don't think the Cowboys uh, wingers, who are Tua Lungi and Tabua Fadao, I don't think they're going to out-leap Tupo and Suwali. The thing is that, like, when you play the Cowboys, uh you know, your kicking game's got to be spot on mm. because if you can keep them in their own end and get their big forward pack having to turn around all the time and, and rock it out from their own line, basically, um, you, you know, you're just wearing them down. And that's why the Panthers uh, look pretty good against them this year because that's their game plan against everyone. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but I still I can't go past the Cowboys in this one. I, I'd take them in the head-to-head, $2.25. You know, I will. I'll go the Roosters just for the hell of it. Um, okay. This game's going to go either way. I don't think it's going to be a, a hiding twenty-one, but I'll okay. go the Roosters by about four points. Just why not? Speaking of hiding to anyone, <laughs> Tamworth. <laughs> it's a Tamworth. Tamworth's got an NRL game. Oh, you know what? Tamworth is a very special place in the world, but I don't know that it deserves this sort of game. They deserve the West Tigers in this form. Yeah, you're um, right. West Tigers are taking on the Sharks at Tamworth on Saturday. Well, it's uh, it'll be interesting for these two teams to go and see all of the sights and sounds of Tamworth. That's it. That it? You got that out of your system? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you go to the Packers on the way in. Palmerbet.com, they've actually got a lot of faith in the West Tigers in this, in this game. They've got the West Tigers in the head-to-head at $4, whereas the Ooh. Cronulla Sharks are at $1.25. The Ooh, Cronulla that's, Sharks that's have short. a 12.5-point tw- handicap that they need to overcome. They're at $1.90, whereas with the 12.5-point head start, the West Tigers are also at $1.90. Mm. Um, I would take the 12.5-point handicap on the Sharks. I think the Sharks are going to... Whip them. I would expect the Sharks to run through them a fair bit. Mm-hmm. Um, James Roberts is defending against Talakai. 
That'll work out fine, I'm sure. I mean, if there's one thing James Roberts is good at, it's defense and it's physical defense against a big opponent. Fucking hell. Um, <laughs> this Sharks team, they've, they've lost their they've lost their winger, but they've brought in Lockie Miller. He made his debut against the Raiders earlier this year and scored this uh, you know, great throw in the... The Raiders put up some weird bomb thing. He let it bounce, caught it, and then just ran through everybody and raced about 70 metres to score. Um, he's going to be on the wing in his second game. Kay Dykes was pretty solid in his in his debut last week. Yeah, it was bad. Um, he's going to be a lot better for, you know, getting all that out of the system. You're a bit more calm and relaxed this time around. Um, Finnegan's back in for the, the Sharks as well. Um, then you look at... They've got a big bench, the Sharks. So you can see their plan is to just completely run through the middle of the Tigers for 80 minutes. Mm-hmm. Wilton, McInnes is the smallest one there, Tolman and Fafita. They're just, they're just going to run through the middle as much as they can, as frequently as possible. That's yeah. their plan. That's pretty clear. The Tigers, um, look, I'll be honest, their defense has been much better. They've finally figured out what, what uh, Maguire had been telling them for the last few years. It's finally <laughs> sunk in after he's left. That whole try thing actually really works eventually. Yeah. Like put in a, bit of, a little bit of effort. Working with one another, it's mm. really good. It, it works. Yeah, a bit of scramble. Um, so they've been good at keeping teams to um, lower scores, and being able, which has been in turn helping them stay in games. Mm-hmm. But their attack last week, let let's be. I don't want to swear, okay, but let's be honest. It was fucking dog shit. Yes, yes, it was. To, what was to, going on? To struggle against the Knights. Everyone says like, like, everyone's there shitting on Luke Brooks all the time. He wasn't <laughs> there. He's not your scapegoat. What the fuck was that shit? Yeah, that was atrocious to watch. Oh man. So I'm going the Sharks here. Um, I think they'll they'll cover the uh, they'll cover the the handicap there mm-hmm. just because I think they will struggle against the Tigers' defense a little bit for points, but I don't think they're going to struggle to get in front of this game and stay in front of it. Yeah, look, I I think the only positive out of this game that the West Tigers will find is that they get to leave as soon as it's over and get the hell out of Tamworth. They'll probably stay. <sighs> If, you, well, if you're, if you're in a situation where your employer says, right, we're going to Tamworth this week, and then when you finish playing the game at Tamworth, you didn't have to come back and listen to Pasco talk for a while. You go, <laughs> I might hang around that guitar for a bit. By the way, uh, another home game, for, uh, another home stadium for the West Tigers. Just another one. It's Tamworth. our jungle. I can't believe that uh, the New South Wales government doesn't want to put more money into one of the half a dozen stadiums the West Tigers have used this year. You know, there was that song a few years back about, you know, that's in Queensland. Yep. New South Wales, that's in Campbelltown. Yeah. <laughs> Look, the only thing that's not in Campbelltown is the West Tigers. So. <laughs> um, um, the Tigers' last home game victory over the Sharks was in round 26, 2014. Oh, wow. Holy crap. Wow, that was, uh, that was even pre... Um, that was when the Sharks still had no premierships. Yeah, yeah. Now they've got an asterisk. <laughs> By the way, when they went on that run in their in their premiership winning season, mm. and then they started losing games. Yeah. All I could think of was maybe they were just cycling off. Who knows? <laughs> At least they weren't also over the salary cap that year. Oh, hang well, on, well, yeah, that was, <laughs> they were. Hang on, book. I think it was spick and stand. Um, the last four. game on and Saturday is the Broncos versus the Knights. Okay, Broncos versus Knights. Let's get it. So the Broncos are heavy favourites for this one on palmbet.com. They're at $1.15, whereas the Newcastle Knights are at $5.50. The Newcastle Knights have a 17.5-point head start at $1.90, whereas with the 17.5-point handicap, the Brisbane Broncos are also at $1.90. Um, that's a very big start. Okay. Um, I've got one stat for you here, which does not tell you anything, but it's it's amusing for me. I like stats like that. 
Knights have had just one win when placed 13th away from Newcastle, and that was in round 20, 1991. So they're looking to make some history here. Or they're fucked. But, uh, <laughs> well, alternatively, they've won seven of their last 10 games in Queensland. Oh, that's interesting, that one. They, they don't mind the, the journey up there. They feel um, comfortable up in hillbilly territory, huh? Yeah, well, it feels like home, I guess. Yeah. Um, look, I I think the Broncos have been a bit sloppy the last maybe almost month. Yeah, I and agree. I wouldn't be surprised if they're told, if, and it's drummed into them pretty heavily, this is your opportunity to sort your shit out and make sure you, you've got your heads in the right spot and we start playing good structured footy from here on in, both in attack and defence. And it may it may not click in this game, but I think we'll start seeing the Broncos play a much more disciplined and tighter style in this match, just mm-hmm. as they start to prepare for the run to the finals. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd be, expect I'd, them to win this game, though. Yeah, I'd be more impressed if they just put in, like, if they kept, it, say, the Knights to nil. You know, mm. if they won 20 nil, I'd be more impressed by that than if they won, like, 42 points to 16. Yeah, exactly. Um, because that's what they need. Uh, interesting side note, it was uh, revealed last night that former um, pretend Welsh player Lee Breeze, who is an assistant coach at Wigan, he will be moving to Brisbane next year to uh, put out all of the cones and stuff on the field for Kevin Walters next year. He'll be part of the um, Brisbane Broncos coaching staff, which of course means that he'll be the next great um, English coach. Um, that's because that's how the narrative. What do you mean, pretend Welsh? St Helens is in Wales. Well, we're... look, he played for he played for Warrington, um, so you can just guess how many titles he won. And uh, yeah, one of those Welshmen that was born in England. Not a real Welshman like Tyson Frizzell. Yeah, exactly. Good old he's, Tyson. He's born in that newer version of Wales. It's like, you know, Yeston Harris is, oh, Yeston Harris is Welsh. It's like he was born in Oldham. What are you talking about? I think it was Oldham for yes. That's in Wales. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's in Wales. Not that we want to talk about, not that we want to start shitting on Wales because it's very easy to do. But, uh, yeah, it's a little bit of news overnight. Yeah, there's that there. Um, the Dragons have, uh, sorry, the, the Knights have got... Um, Mitch Barnett out of the side as well, and I know I've, I speak about him a fair bit because I'm a huge fan of his. I like the I like the work he does. He's one of those blokes who just does the hard work in in the back row, which every team should have. Yeah. Um, and I don't think he's appreciated as much as he should be by by the Knights club. The fans love him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's going to be a big loss there because it means Fro- Tyson Frizzell's going to have to pull his fucking finger out. I saw a journo. Might have been Brent Reed, who okay. said that a, a move that would make sense for both clubs is Tyson Frizzell going to the West Tigers for Luke Brooks. No, how does that make anyone any better? I do not know. That's like saying instead of shitting in the second last um, cubicle, go to the third last one. It's still shit in a fucking toilet. Yeah, like all You're I not could improving anything. No, all You're I could not think changing of, anything. You've now got two players in Ponga and Brooks who take up two million bucks of your salary cap space. Number oh. one, Tyson Frisell goes to the West Tigers forwards, which are already looking like Dad's army. And yeah, I, I didn't understand that at all. The only way that works is if it's not Frisell, it's David Clemmer that goes to the Tigers, and Luke Brooks goes to the Knights, only if the Knights then get themselves a coach who understands how halves are supposed to function and how they run the play, because this bloke doesn't understand that yet. Yeah, I agree. And and look, if uh, Jake Clifford, who was actually playing really well for the Knights, and then I remember they started moving him around, and funnily enough, his form started dipping, and then it was his problem, not the coach's problem. That's and right. he's out. He's got a broken arm. He broke his arm last week. Mm. Um, but, yeah, Jake Clifford, if they make any move for Brooks, he needs to get out of there and, and go wherever because he's going to be 
a valuable player at whatever club. He's just a he's a really good halfback, you know. Um, but yeah, the, the, I didn't understand that suggestion at all. Well, you know, so many people were saying that um, Dylan Edwards is pretty much a lock for the Dally M this year. Keep like, yeah. reading. <laughs> um, yeah, look, Broncos here. I hope for the Broncos' sake, yeah, they win this game twenty nil or something similar to that. Mm. But I do see them winning this one comfortably. Um, that's if they can handle Adam Clune at half. Let's move on. <laughs> so, so, Raiders versus Dragons. Yes. The Canberra Raiders, who knows how they're going to react. They, the Ricky Stewart got a one-match ban and a 30, was it twenty or $30,000 fine? I don't know, mate. He's the, the, I was skipping through the channels last night and I got to NRL 360 just started. I thought, you know what? I just want to listen to how Paul Kent mm. will try and cover his backside without apologising to MG. Mm. And uh, he didn't disappoint. Really? Wow. And then I also wanted to see how um, how they would talk about Ricky Stewart. And they, they're all pretty much of the opinion. The Dave Riccio keeps saying, it's a whole week. These people don't understand that for a coach, game day is the most important day. And going, because you've been an NRL coach for over you, Dave. Yeah, it looked, how many for, games has he been involved in at any level in rugby league? Like he's barely watched one. Yeah, that look, that guy's an idiot. I like to call he's him Fredo. He's a, he's Fredo. Remember Fredo out of the Godfather? He was the dumb, yeah. the dumb he's one. A, yeah, he's a um, pot plant, mate. I take I'll take the word of potato over this bloke. Exactly. At least potato's accidentally seen a few games. Exactly. Um, so, Palmerbet dot com. Head head in this game. We tend to get distracted on this podcast. Oh, hey? I know, I know. It's funny. <laughs> they do it to me all the time. I would one hundred. I would one hundred percent eat a cat. Okay, so palmerbet.com has the head-to-head. The Canberra Raiders are favourites at one dollar fifty, while the St George Illawarra Dragons are at two dollars sixty. The Dragons have a five and a half point head start at one dollar ninety, while with the five and a half point handicap, the Canberra Raiders are also at one dollar ninety. I am honestly confused by this game. My my head says that the Raiders probably should win it, but my heart is saying that the Raiders were completely like decimated last week by the Panthers, probably emotionally, because that was the end of their hopes and dreams of being anything like the Panthers. And with Ricky Stewart's whole thing going on around them, and the, the both of these teams need to win this game. They really need to win this game. Yeah. Uh, it is in Canberra, so that's going to help them because the, the Dragons are going to have to drive down there to that frozen, god-awful place. Um, frozen, it's frozen Tamworth. It's frozen Tamworth. <laughs> With the, yeah. You know what the difference is? Tamworth's big attraction is made out of fiberglass, and in Canberra they tend to use concrete. Yeah, that's about it. That's it. Oh, the only other thing that I can think of is there's a few more food choices in Canberra, whereas in, in Tamworth it's like you can either get steak or McDonald's. Uh, Canberra's also got porn and fireworks. Yeah, the, the porn. I got to say, the pornography in Canberra. <sighs> Chef's kiss. Um, <laughs> now look, I've got a stat here that might sway you. Okay, hit me with it. Okay. The Raiders' record against St. George Illawarra prior to Ricky Stewart being coach, Canberra had 16 wins, one draw, and six losses. Mm -hmm. So 16 wins from 23 games. Mm -hmm. Canberra's record against St. George Illawarra since Stewart's been coach, five wins from 12 games. Oh, wow. That's pretty pretty rough. They are great against the Dragons when Stewart's got nothing to do with them. (laughs) I'm going going Raiders here by 20. Who was the coach that... I feel like it was earlier this year where, or it might have been last year where there was a coach had a week off and the club was better for them having nothing to do with them. Ah, <laughs> uh, I wish I could remember who it was. Anyway. Warriors? I, I just Barrett. can't remember. It might have been the Bulldogs. Trent Barrett took a week off. I can't, I can't remember. I think it was the Bulldogs, actually. It might have been the Bulldogs because it was one of those clubs that sucked. And then the coach, for whatever reason, he he did this thing. You know how some of these coaches think they're high-minded, you know? And yeah. so he said he took a step back that week and the team won. 
Um, <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, um, I think I will probably go with the home team just because I don't know who to choose in this one. Moses and Byers at the fullback? Uh, I'm going for the Canberra Raiders. Yeah. I mean, what more do you need? <laughs> um, the, only, the only stat I can find that might sway the other way is that Aaron Woods has never lost a game for the Dragons against the Raiders. He's one from one. Ooh. That's how hard I've had to work to try and Ooh. help the dragons out. I'm sorry, guys. That's <laughs> the best I could do. Oh, man. All right, so on to the last game of the round. Yeah, we've got uh, Titans versus Manly. So uh, the, the Gold Coast Titans. Yeah. Uh, outsiders on Palmer Bet at $2.75, while the Manly Warringah Seagulls are at $1.45. The Manly Warringah Seagulls are fighting against a six and a half point handicap. They're at $1.90. While with the six and a half point head start, the Gold Coast Titans are also at $1.90. I'll be going for Manly. They have to win this game. No, I see Manly putting 50 on here, and they're going to uh, fix up a lot of their drums they've had in attack. Not because they've been showing signs of it, but because they need to, and because the Titans, essentially, they spent all of winter planning their spring holidays. Mm-hmm. And last week they decided, fuck it, let's go now. Yeah, they've clocked out. Like they're not, they're not even turning up anymore, except for Tino. Oh, how good is Tino playing? The guy's a weapon. It's unbelievable. I'm watching this. I watch their games just to watch him. Sometimes, uh, Jaden Campbell as well. I'm always surprised at how a dude so lean can be so strong. Yeah, in Jaden Campbell, it's kind of weird, but uh, very powerful through the legs. He's very good. Yeah, but, when um, he fills out, he's going to be hard to stop. It's just, it's hard to watch the Titans play because there's there's nothing there at all. What mm. the Titans are doing right now is what the Tigers would have looked like last year if Maguire wasn't there trying to at least keep them together structurally. Yeah, yeah. They are just a mess. There's, their attack is clueless, and their their defense is not even, it's not even bothering. The outrageous thing for me is that you go through their lineup and They've got players that you're like, well, he's good, he's good, he's played yeah. Origin, he's played, and and that so they shouldn't be anything like this, and that's where it's damning on the coach. Yeah, it really is. Um, what's that's what we got here? The Titans. This is a good one. This one took me a while to go and find. Okay. Titans have won eight of thirty-one games when sitting last on the ladder. <laughs> um, and this will be the first time Manly has played a last place side that isn't the Bulldogs. Since round seven, 2018. Oh, wow. That's an um, interesting one. Now another one I brought up, um, which which I researched even further on, was the Gold Coast Titans' end-of-season form. Mm-hmm. So this is going from round of 16 to the end of the regular season, so not including the finals. Mm-hmm. And this is since they came into the comp in 2007. They've had 52 wins, one draw, 95 losses for a win percentage of 35%. Holy crap. So they... they... Just, they just clock off at the end of the year. Yeah. Only four times since 2007 have they won at least half of those games from round 16 to the end of the regular season. Damn. That is, that's kind of weird. Um, I think the only other team that does a similar thing is the Warriors. Just clocking off at the end of the season. Yeah, switching off, yeah. We're done, don't care, move on with our lives, start playing for next year or some shit. I don't know what it is, but... Um, that's pretty dire. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, I, I, I can't believe that. Like, you would think that their fitness would all be at their best, their their cohesion would be at their best and stuff, and they just get worse. It's strange. Yeah, I mean, they've made the finals, what, four times in that period? Yeah, it's not good enough. Uh, although, to be fair, they did have a lot of off-field stuff that the club had to sort out at one point, but... Um, now it's just down to, to poor coaching, I think. Oh, absolutely. You know. um, but, yeah, I'm going Manly there big yeah. time because they need to. Mm-hmm. And Manly are the sort of team where the stats go the other way. When they're in that position where they've got to fight, they will fight. Yeah. More often than not, they'll fight, they'll scrap, they'll get their way back into good form and they'll hit the finals in something um, almost worrying form for other teams. Now, a tiny little bit of Manly Seagulls news. Um, uh, not Jake Trebojevic. Tom Trebojevic was on a podcast recently. I can't remember which podcast it was. It wasn't um, ours. 
No, no, it wasn't ours. What a bastard. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but he uh, he said it was one of the corporate press ones. But he um, he said that he's not going to be playing again uh, for the rest of the year. Because uh, I think there were some people were saying, well, if they make the grand final and, and well, he might be in for the World Cup. And, and I I tended to think that was never going to be the case. Um, it's just too important to Manly. They pay him too much money. And, and Even if you get someone who's at the absolute best player in the world and is for a long period of time, okay, I'm, not, I'm not talking about Tom here, but just you take the absolute best player in the world and if they stay there for five or six years but they get injured mm. and they are able to miss... 90% of the season, but they're available for the grand final. Mm. I still don't play them. I want to have at least one game under their belt. Put them on the bench if you want to, and they can mm. sit there and offer some advice and whatnot there and maybe bring them in that way. I'm not bringing them in because they weren't involved in that successful run that got them to the grand final anyway. Furthermore, I would, certainly wouldn't be picking them for a test side. Yeah, I can't imagine he'll be in the test side. The other thing, too, in that regard is you would want them to have been training for like a month, a month and a half. Yeah. And, and it'd be like, well, look, he's, he's done all he's he's doing everything except play. Let's chuck him in then. You know, that's the only way I would want someone coming in at the last, like for instance, with uh and it's a, a very different situation, but when uh, Nathan Cleary comes back in for the first round of the finals, he will be doing, he will have not missed a single week of training and, and, and it's he's doing everything except for playing the games. So, you know, he's just going to fit straight in. Um, yeah. Coming back whereas, from suspension is different from coming back from injury too. Exactly. Injury, you've been, your fitness will have dropped off because you've not been able to train. Yeah. You certainly yeah. haven't had any game time. You can't um, just turn up and, and be like, look, I can probably no. play this week, throw me in. It's just, yeah. it, it's too much of a risk. Especially if there's a, you know, that first game back, I mean, you're probably at your highest chance of re-injury in that first game back. Mm -hmm. Don't make your first game back a, a rather important match. <laughs> Pretty stupid. So no, I wouldn't have wanted him back anyway, uh, for his yeah. sake more than anything else, to be honest. Yeah. Now, there's been a little bit of uh, signings news I've seen here. Mm -hmm. The Titans have landed Sam Verrills for next year. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I saw that. I I wouldn't sign a. I've said it. I wouldn't sign a hooker that's got injury problems at all. And he has, he he he's more injured often. More often than not, he's injured. But the thing is, they haven't got a NRL quality hooker at this stage. They're using makeshift hookers or juniors. They need something. Yeah. And they've it's, got. They don't have anything. You know the um, crazy one is that here's something to blow your mind. Next season, Josh Hodgson is the hooker for the Parramatta Eels. Yeah, Parramatta's recruitment for next year is let's let's say now we'll go with questionable. Yeah, I don't see much of what they've done has been an enhancement to the side. No, like the no. player that they've lost and what they've replaced them with, they look at it and go, "What, what are you doing? You've decided." 2022 is the window. If we don't make it, fuck it. Let's do a rebuild. <laughs> Hang on, you're still in the eight. <laughs> it's it's insane. It's absolutely insane that like, I, look, if Josh Hodgson never played a game for them, I would not be shocked at all. Oh, you'll play. They need you'll, to. They need to. Who who else could they play at hooker? You know, who, it feels like they they would have their hooker next year would be like someone like Will Smith. No, it'll be um they might they might try and move Jake Arthur there. I think he'd be a really good hooker, hey. Better option than options. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know who'd be a good hooker for them if they could get him? David Nofaluma. <laughs> How dare you? I see what he's trying to do there. <laughs> Isn't Dave, David Nofaluma gonna come back as the greatest winger of all time, having learnt from no, the Northern no. Storm? He, he's already done that. He needs to go to Paramount and be a hooker. Uh, Okay, okay. Well, we're isn't at it. it. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Sorry, go on. <laughs> no, that was kind of the joke, I guess. Oh, oh we're at it. Uh, There's a long I'll... list of Tigers players that can get over there. 
Well, I was just thinking, like, it's weird seeing the Tigers, some of the Tigers fans, not all of them, but just a few of them, who are just dying on the hill of, no, it really is best for all our players to not be playing for us at the end of this year. They're going to come back amazing, and we're going to have all this salary cap space, and we can sign all these great players that we've already got, and it's like... I, I laugh when I hear them talking about, oh, it's going to help our cap space, and going, it doesn't change our cap space. It, yeah, it's, they need uh, to look at it this way, okay? Mm. You've got two wallets, right? You're holding two wallets, and you put a hundred dollars in one wallet, and the other one's got zero in it. You still have a hundred dollars. Mm. What the Tigers have done is they've taken fifty dollars out of one wallet, put in the other one. They still have a hundred dollars. <laughs> Nothing's changed. The only thing that's changed, and I know I went through this last episode, but you know maybe they need to hear it again. The money that they would be paying Nofaluma for the rest of this year, they don't have to pay. That's the only cap space they've freed up the yeah. last five rounds of this year. That's it. Yeah. Which means if they want to bring through some some guys from lower grades and pay them match payments, they can now afford to do that, which is why we had Tom Fairburn playing last week. We can afford to give him a match payment. We're going to see a few rookies come through. That's the only cap space freed up, and that's the only thing you can do with it. Nothing else. No, look, Andrew, I don't think you understand... Okay, first of all, all of their players are going to come back being superstars, number one. And second of all, they're going to have all of these junior players that they upgraded to massive contracts now, which means that those players are automatically going to be better for for reasons. For reasons, yeah. Yeah. Profit. <laughs> profit. It's, it's free real estate. It is, it is. Uh <laughs> All right, this, we should we should wrap this, up our yep. expert tipping podcast because that, we're the that, experts. That's us. Experts, experts. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you to Palmerbet for uh, providing all of the odds there and for sponsoring our podcast uh, this year. It's been absolutely fantastic. Mm. Um, and always make sure you gamble responsibly. And what else have we got to say in there? Uh, the only other thing I've got to say is that I'm being stalked by a French bulldog. Oh, right. Like, properly stalked. Like, it's about to, like, I don't know what's going to happen when I get off of this podcast, but I feel like she's about to unleash the violence or something. Probably death. But it'll yeah. be fine. Yeah, yeah. It'll be fine. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? She could just maul me. That's fine. It's fine. It'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't like sitting in the hospital with, you know, dog bite injuries? Yeah, it'd be great fun. Yeah. You'll be, you'll be right. It'll be all done in, in a loving manner. Walk it off. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to if you've got a Tigers trainer around. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, don't start me. <laughs> Let's start talking about the West Tigers for an hour. <laughs> hey, we've got all next year doing that. <laughs> Sorry, peeps. Uh, look, it's a new era with Tim Sheens. Yeah. When does the new era start? I'd actually, when does the old era end? That's more important. I want the old one to end first. At least the books are balanced. Uh, alrighty. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Um, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll catch you all next time. Palmerbet with the big don't argue. Punters will love that. Download our app today and enjoy tackle busting benefits with great odds, more markets, and same game multi every NRL match at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1 800 858 858.